for you and your life? Do you find yourself daydreaming about things you hardly ever get to experience? Do you set goals that you can't wait to achieve and then suddenly realize you're making no headway? You're not alone. So many of us are living a version of our lives that is less than what we deserve. We're ready for more, but the problem is we don't know how to get it. This podcast's intention is to fill you up with tips, tricks, and tools to unlock your motivation, get energized, and begin living a life of your wildest dreams. Let's do this. I'm Ashley, and this is the Sparks Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sparks Podcast. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I am super excited today to introduce you to Carla Isaac Mendoza, who's going to be joining us. Uh, Very excited to talk with Carla. She was born and raised in Mexico City, grew up in California, and is now in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Much better weather than the East Coast has right now, I'm sure. Um, She is a sexual and trauma activist and creator of the Breaking the Silence movement to support sexual abused victims. Uh, And also, she's a host of her own podcast, Warriors Breaking the Silence. So definitely be sure to check that out. Carla, is that on um, Apple Podcasts or where can people find that? Yes, Apple, Spotify. Yeah. Awesome. Great. So that is Carla. Thank you so much for being here today, Carla. I'm excited to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Always so nice to spread the word and raise awareness and People like you always you make the world better. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. I can't wait to get into this. So let's just jump right in. Um, if you don't mind, would you mind telling us a little bit about your story and um, where you've come from and how you got to where you are now? Sure. Well, I'm going to try to be as brief as possible because I do tend to talk a lot. <laughs> uh, that's why I started my podcast too, because people keep telling me, you talk a lot. And I keep telling my story to everyone and they're like just just make a podcast start a podcast so that's how it started but okay yeah I was like you said I was raised and I was born and raised in Mexico City and um until I was 17 and my mom decided to leave my dad um and take us to me and my sister take us to California uh we immigrated there illegally I lived in California for 14 years illegally and um, going back to uh, living in Mexico, I was sexually abused by my uncle for 10 years. And uh, so that was a big trauma for me. <laughs> um, I was sexually abused at the age of two, from two to 10, 11. Oh. And um, so that was a big trauma for a little girl. Um, I lost my identity or I never really developed my own identity yeah um I grew up in a really poor family and mm, it sounds bad but it was a poor mentality too um also that that's a big trauma for a little kid that's um so I would say I was mentally and emotionally abused as well um that's all my family knew you know um if one of my my podcast one of my episodes is called breaking patterns and i started that from my about my family um for a lot of people it sounds like oh what a horrible horrible family but actually that's that's all they knew 
right? That's all they knew. And I guess that's, that's why I call it patterns. So yeah, I was mentally and emotionally abused growing up, confused. My dad fell into drugs and alcohol, and that's when my mom decided to leave him. Then we immigrated to the U.S. Uh, legally, which was, it was another trauma, getting used to immigrating into a country illegally, knowing that you're not legal there, you don't belong there. So you have to learn the language and you have to get used to the country and and always the feeling of not belonging, that you don't belong. Um, also being bullied and laughed at uh, from speaking the language, which it helped me more to speak the language. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that was good. I, I worked in a lot of different places. And uh, finally, I ended up working for 10 years as a dental assistant. And then after 14 years, it got to a point where I couldn't stay there anymore um, due to just all the trauma that I had. I also, I was... Um, I had a seven-year relationship with a, a narcissist, so that was a lot of mental and emotional abuse as well. Yeah. And um, so I decided to um, leave the U.S. And when I decided to do that, also I was going through a really bad breakup with my ex from my seven-year relationship. And all of that with all my traumas, previous traumas, just everything just came out to the surface and and I knew that if I didn't get help I was going to kill myself so Mm -hmm. I finally found a therapist and she changed my life completely like I know I heard a lot of bad comments about therapy Um, a lot of people doesn't like them to me it changed my life. She literally changed, uh, saved my life, saved me. Um, and then after, we only have four sessions due to me leaving California. I was going to leave. And, um, but the fourth session when I left her office, wow. I just felt like a new person. Uh, it's like almost like I saw the light, like it came out of darkness. No weight on my body. Oh, this still, well, this, this, there was still weight on it, but it was just different. So I just felt unstoppable. Um, and then it was an amazing feeling. And I thought, I want to do this for others. I want other victims to feel this way. There's no, it's no, um, it's not fair for anyone to live, you know, in such darkness and carry such a big weight from trauma. So obviously after that, um, I left California and I started um, a journey of, finding Carla, um, healing, and she's honestly so grateful. Life has put me always in the right place with the right people. Um, so I went on, on an eight-month trip. Um, I did work exchange on, in Europe. So I went to Peru, and then I went to Europe. And yeah, I went to, um, I was in Barcelona, Italy, Netherlands, Sweden, Ireland, and I did work exchange on all of them. And it, it was just an amazing, amazing experience. I was able to get to know Carla. I was there by myself. I was no longer with anyone else because I've never traveled on my own with myself. And uh, that really helped me. So I just went into like a full, just like meeting Carla, who I why I am um, and then a lot of healing a lot of personal growth 
Um, and then just, I end up um, sharing it with my mom. My mom is also uh, sexually abused. Her three daughters were sexually abused. So, so my mom was going through a rough time as well. So I just thought I'd share everything I'm learning with my mom. And I started sharing it with her. And I, ended up, I realized that I was spending most of my time sharing it with my mom. It was like sessions that we had, almost like coaching. And then I realized, oh, my God, this is, this is what I want to do. I want to serve, guide others. And so I went into like this coaching journey, but it never really set with me. Coaching it never really resonated with me the, because for me, trauma is, is, is delicate, right? And it's something that you should be playing around with. So just coaching just didn't resonate with me. I thought there was something more than that. Like I cannot really just tell someone with trauma, do this or do that, no. And then I started looking on my path and how I took that step. So yeah, I started with coaching, but I put it on the side and then um, an amazing coach found me. She loved my story and she decided to coach me for free. She's like, I really want to help you. And she, yeah, actually um, I have her um, information on my Facebook. I posted there, oh, what an amazing coach. And she helped me actually find more of me and I realized that what I wanted to do was to create a community and and because I'm not I'm not a therapist so mm -hmm. she actually helped me to find a way like to understand what exactly I want to do so I was like hmm, okay she was like you're a big visioner Carla you vision so big but you're not a detailed visioner like you don't go and like make excel and all of that I don't do any of that I was just like this is what I want you know and mm -hmm. someone else do it for me or help me so yeah I, ended, I, I realized that what I wanted was a community where victims have all the resources to educate themselves and to be able to make the step when they're ready to heal so in order to to have that or to do that it's for me to create this community with therapists or coaches that have dealt with trauma before yeah. so they can share some of their knowledge and then that way um other victims or what i call my warriors mm. can have that like you know like that word that it's possible that you know that they can't believe that it's possible to heal and so it's easier for them to make that step because usually for what i hear a lot of victims including myself we kind of it's not that we want to wait but we don't make a move until there's like a big breakdown and they happen for me until like I was like I'm gonna kill myself if I don't get help then I went to get help and unfortunately there's people that can't really even think of getting help mm -hmm. and then that you know just they kill themselves and it's not fair that after going through big trauma, being sexually abused, yeah, you end up committing suicide. So that's, that's how I started. And um, I started a podcast because I wanted to share my story. And uh, I started kind of sharing it on Instagram. But then it was a little long. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. And then people kept telling me, just start a podcast because you talk a lot. So I'm like, okay. So I started a podcast. And I call it um, uh, Words Breaking the Silence. That's uh, Breaking the Silence has always been in me. Like it just came out one day. I'm like, 
I'm literally breaking the silence. So this is how I'm going to call breaking the silence to everything that I do. So yeah, I started a podcast and a YouTube channel and I started sharing my story. And wow, it's just a, a big impact. It was a big, a big, it made a big impact. It's growing. Mm. And just a lot of people comment and message me telling me like, oh my God, like you're really sharing everything because it's really, really detailed. And there's people that tell me like, I cannot, like I just, I started listening, but I can't do it anymore. I just couldn't. Mm. Um, but I think it's, what I think is like, that's why I call it breaking the silence because we need to break silence. This is what happened. It's so uncomfortable and it's just like a really delicate topic. We don't really want to talk about it on the table, on dinner, on lunch with friends. And what happens is that we put it on the side and then our next generation, those the little ones, we don't talk to the little ones. And then, it's, you know, when they get molested, they don't even know what's happening because they don't hear it. No one talks about it. No one tells them openly, like, if you touch like this or sexual abuse is a thing or happen. I don't know, in any different ways. As a little kid, because I was a little kid, you don't, first you're confused. You don't know what's happening. No one really talks about it. So how can you even tell your mom, your uncle, your anyone? How can you even tell them if you don't even hear it? So I feel like if we keep breaking the silence and we keep bringing this conversation to the table or with anyone around, it's just going to be, a, eventually it's going to be a regular, normal topic that we're all going to talk about. Kids are going to hear about it we're going to start getting more educated. And I do believe it's a dream of mine that one day this crime either reduces or it doesn't happen anymore. It really, really will love them. It will never happen ever again. I know for some people are going to say, be realistic, there's good and bad in the world. But it's really a dream and I think it's possible. So why not? Let's, yes. think, let's dream big, right? And yeah, so basically that's it. That's, that's how all of these started and it's really like very very like it's like it's it's so in me like my heart I put it like I just all I want is to serve mm -hmm. and a guide and and a support in any way all the big things and I said all all the big things and I and um like you said I'm, I'm an activist for sexual abuse and trauma because it started mm -hmm. as just sexual abuse but now that I, I'm opening more to, to trauma, uh, like for example, in Clubhouse, I started it as sexual abuse, but then I kind of opened it more about trauma. And now it's getting so big. If people with just different traumas just right. come in this room and they share about their traumas. So it's not only about sexual abuse, it's about trauma, to really open up to all, you know, to be open and break the silence for whatever you've been through to open up and then be more aware of what really happens around the world. So yeah, I think it's so, you. <laughs> so much I want to talk about on all that. It's first of all, such a brave story and such amazing things that you're doing now. And I think I found it really important that you, how you talk about breaking the silence is not just like people who've been through it, but breaking it for everyone. So that even the children, if they experience it, can talk about it. And even if they're not experiencing it, just to know what it is and like what you can do about it and that you should bring it up and all that good stuff. So I think that's 
that's amazing that um, you have such a grand vision for this. And I think you'll definitely achieve it. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you, when you were talking about your journey um, over in Europe, and you said something about being able to always kind of feel like your life was in the right place at the right time and things kind of worked for you at that point. Do you feel like any of that had to do with um, like your mindset and that big reveal you had for yourself after those four therapy sessions? Do you feel like something just clicked and made you, um, uh, I don't know, like more manifesting or something? <laughs> yes. I think what really makes the change is the step about one of the things I talk about about breaking the silence is acceptance. Uh, acceptance. You have to accept that you're going through something, and that's the thing. With most of the time, we don't accept it, right? And that's what you don't you don't open up to what's outside of the box. You know what's in front of you. So I feel like when I accept, I accepted that I was going through a lot mm-hmm. and that I needed help. Mm-hmm. That was the first step for everything in my life that has been happening, like from manifesting, from having faith, from really always being in the right place. It really, really changed. Like right after I accepted it, then I wanted help. Mm-hmm. then for sure in my heart I knew I had to leave California because it wasn't helping me it wasn't serving me I mean the U.S. I'm always being grateful for what I had and everything and uh, the people I met everything everything was my home for 14 years yeah. but then I knew I had to make that step because I knew I wasn't right my my mind my emotions everything in me just wasn't right and obviously, to make that step, I had to, I had to, I had to accept that I was going to leave my mom, that I was going to leave my nephews, that I was going to leave my sister, that I was going to leave all the friends I have from 14 years, that I wasn't going to be able to come back to the U.S. in years, or who knows, maybe never. I always knew some one day I will come back, but then I had that risk, right? Mm-hmm. I knew there was a risk that I would never come back. So that's the thing. Sometimes we don't take those steps, right? Because we we're afraid and we're like we don't want to change. So I feel it, it doesn't have to be that big. For me, it had to be that big of a step because I needed to feel free. I was trapped in a country where I wasn't legal, where I didn't feel like I didn't belong. I had to lie because I had to lie about my status, and on top of that, dealing with my trauma. So I knew and. I realized I didn't even know myself. Who am I? Like, who really am I? Like, what do I want in life? So I had to make that decision. And like I said, it doesn't have to be as big as me, like leaving a country, yeah. but making us at least one step to, to accept that you're going through something. And then from there, oh my God, I can say from there, it's just everything like just open up. Like mm-hmm. I, I was supposed to go to Canada Canada didn't let me in, so I went back to Mexico. And somehow, when they sent me back to Mexico, mm-hmm. in my heart, I knew that that I would—I don't know—my my sister just couldn't understand at the moment. She's like, "Oh my God, why are we going back to Mexico?" But in me, it was like, 
there's a reason why we're going back to Mexico. Like, I just felt like it had to happen. And then from there, every time, it was like a puzzle. Like, everything just kept falling onto place. And again, when I went to Europe, I had to make that big decision as well. I knew I had to do something else, which is being in, I was in Cancun. I was doing dental assistant again. And I was like, this is not what I, I, that was one of the reasons why I left the U.S. also, because I knew being the, dental assistant just wasn't for me so I had to leave my job as a dental assistant and just go with no plan I left with no plan and I went on my trip to Europe because I knew that going alone and doing something like this it was gonna help me find myself so I make that big one and again I have people that were like how are you gonna go alone that's crazy and all the people that supported me they were like yes you know that's awesome go but then you have both Guys, right? So I was like, I just have to do what I feel like I have to do, even if some people think it's crazy and I shouldn't be doing it. And I took the step, and it's one of the best things I've ever done in my life. So after that, just everything keeps falling falling into place. Also, after I found, kind of started finding myself, then I started really looking into like, what do I really want to do in life, you know? And I'm just, it doesn't necessarily have to be online or anything. It's like, really, what would you like to be in life? Yeah. There's a lot of steps. There's a lot of steps, but one of them I think is acceptance. Like you have to accept what you're going through. And sometimes we live in denial, and that's why we can't see outside the box. Absolutely. I think that one of the things I talk about a lot with my own clients is um, that you need to love yourself at the top of your list instead of being a couple, you know, notches down below other people. And I feel like that's exactly what you went through there was deciding, I know people might be sad that I'm leaving or not understand, but this is what I'm doing for me. And once you make that, even if it seems so egregious to just like leave, (laughs) um, (laughs) it's what you needed to do. And like you said, everything fell into place after that. And I think that's amazing. But how, how did your family react when you said that? Were they um, like, you're crazy? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my family at the time was just my mom and uh, my two sisters and my nephews. Uh, my, the young, my younger sister, she actually, she was in shock because I told her, I'm leaving. I'm sorry. I love you. If you want to come with me, come with me. Otherwise, I'm leaving. Like, it's yeah. not not a question I'm leaving and then she actually followed me she was like okay I'll go with you yeah she's like I'll go with you and uh she came with me uh my older sister at the time we we weren't talking so I'm sure she was sad she was in shock too that we were leaving my mom was really sad but she was so supportive she knew it was something we had to do or I had to do and she supported me all the way but she was sad yeah. obviously my friends that I can call family too they were really sad as well mm-hmm. and uh, most of them supported me too and there were some that were like what like that's crazy and but most of them supported me um yeah I mean they were just like oh my god this is a crazy move <laughs> and I had a couple friends that were telling me Carla but you kind of making good money here why you, you kind of okay here you're good why are you leaving but I'm like yeah, but it's not just about being okay and just making good money. It's like it's more than that. And again, if you listen to that, which I did for a while, then you're always going to be in the same place. And that's that's what I'm saying again. Like, 
you have to make someone comfortable. Yeah. You have sometimes a move and that doesn't feel right, but always do it if it's in your heart. Mm-hmm. Don't do it if you don't feel, because that's also one thing I learned. You really can feel when it's the right decision. You really can feel it. And one thing that you say that I love is about loving yourself, which I just recently, what is it, maybe two or three months ago, I started fully loving myself and it changed everything. Oh, amazing. Everything. I seriously, like, I fell in love with myself. Yes. And love to I that. love myself so much. I've never loved myself this much. I thought I loved myself, but I didn't. And now that I love myself, oh my God, you're like in another level. Like you're like, I'm not, no. If I love myself, I, you know, you, you're not going to take less than what you deserve, you know? So yeah. I love that, that, you, that you, you talk about that, loving yourself. So that's, that's nice. Yeah. How did you go about doing that? Like, was there a moment everything clicked or were you doing any sorts of practices? Like what led you to that? I think everyone would want to know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, also, this, okay, this, this is going to touch to something that I've been talking a lot lately on my social media and even on my podcast. I, I talk about surrounding yourself with the right people. Mm. And the people that I've been surrounded by the last three months, yeah, three or four months, um, wow, it just has made a big change in my life. And there was a couple people in my life that we're talking about how much they love themselves. Yeah. And these were males. Oh, okay. And he was, yeah, and he was so fascinated to see how much they love themselves, you know? Um, so, I, like I said, I started to know a little bit more about, I need to love myself more. I need to love myself more. But then when I started to surround myself with the right people, and also, if this is a, this is a, this is a topic that it needs more talking because a lot of people is like, what's the right people, right? Right. It's also, again, you kind of feel with the right people and also depending on the journey on where you are too. For example, me, where I am, it's like every day I'm evolving, you know? And every day I'm like, oh my God, now I'm here, now I'm here, now I'm, I'm here. And then you start seeing people that fit in your life and the one that doesn't, right? So then it's like, everything gets more clear. Okay, this person is just not serving me in my life. So then you kind of put it on the side and you start seeing all people. So then these, these two males, like, were showing me how much they love themselves. That was just so fascinated to me. They were actually, I can call them my mentors because they guided me through all of this as well. And then one of them one day said, I, my life changed or it was completely different when I really started loving myself. Mm-hmm. I went into this I kind of fell into some old patterns mm-hmm. when I started uh, when I was with this person mm-hmm. that kind of made me realize that I wasn't really showing love to myself mm-hmm. because I was I was letting not this person but I was letting myself fall into uh, something that I didn't want to do or like I didn't feel right but I let it happen. And then that kind of clicked. And I was like, that's not loving myself. If I'm letting something, someone take over me and, and hurt me or letting it like make me feel uncomfortable and not really being able to like say, 
hey, no, I don't like this. That's not really loving myself. And then I heard this person saying, I love myself. And when I love myself, it's like, I want the best for myself because I love myself. And then I realized, okay, I'm very open about love. And sometimes guys, they just care about me because I'm so open about love. And this is something one of my mentors told me too. He's like, he's like, as an, he told me that as, he's a therapist. So he's always telling me, Carla, you, you just love so much. And I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, which is good and show it. Because as humans, he was telling me about this love called um, agape love. There's like four or five different types of love. And then he's like, that's the kind of love you show, you have. And then he's like, is this love, it's so big and we all have it. But nowadays humans, we're so scared to show love. Mm. We're so scared and we don't show it. Imagine like relationships when you said, I love you and they get scared. Like, yeah. oh my God, she loves me. And then right away they go into like, oh, she wants to marry me. Oh, she wants to, no. Love is like, I love you. I love you because I really do feel love for you, right? Mm-hmm. So then I realized that. I was like, okay, if I feel love for this person and I'm treating this person so good because I feel love for that person, what can I do the same for me? Mm-hmm. And that switched everything. And then one day I was like, it didn't kind of work out with this person. And um, the way I thought it could work out, and then that started putting everything into perspective. And I was like, wow, okay, if I can do this for someone else, what can I do for myself? Yeah. And then it just changed everything. And then one day, and then to hear from him and from these two persons, males that I'm telling you, then it, it just got, it was bigger. And I was like, mm. and then one day I was like, I looked at the mirror and I was like, I love myself. Like, honestly, I love everything about me, everything I'm done. I'm beautiful and I deserve the best. And I really felt it in my heart and that changed everything. I love that. It's like, I think that's such a great um, way to explain it is saying, if I do that for someone else, why can't I do it for myself too? So (laughs) I think we all need to look at it that way. And, um, I'm also just so amazed how much you're able to do that. Having had such a traumatic background, do you feel like you had to work through anything in your younger days in order to be able to give and receive love even from yourself? You know, one thing that um, my sister um, didn't always understand growing up, I never, I've always been like this. I'm always being so lovable. Mm-hmm. I never hold a resentment towards my abuser, my uncle. I never hold a resentment. I never hold a resentment for my dad, my mom, for anyone. And then my sister even asked me once, she's like, why don't you hate? Why, why, why you, you don't hate anyone? And I was like, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't, I don't hate anyone. Although there was a moment where there was a little situation with my sister and she, she deal with the trauma and everything in a different way. And part of my trauma, it was not trusting myself. Mm. So I always doubted myself. I used to doubt myself so much. So then I kind of thought, hmm, maybe, maybe I should think like her, right? Yeah. And maybe, you know, I'm, I'm not right. Maybe I'm wrong. And then so I started thinking a little more like like others and then I, I kind of 
I got that feeling of resentment for a moment. I felt what it was. I, I, I experienced resentment and I didn't like it. Yeah. It never sat right with me. I was like, no, this is just not right. And even saying it, it never felt right. So I guess that was just me. That was just me. And, and as I grew up, I, I, I did experience um, some, like, again, resentment to other people. But never really big enough. It always felt wrong. Always felt wrong to feel resentment for people to even say wrong things. You know, you're mad and you just say things that like, ah, I always, it always felt wrong. Even in my relationship, when we started really offended each other, it never felt right. It never felt right. And I was like, this is not right. This is not me. This, but I got to experience it. So yeah. I guess when I experienced it, it never felt right. And I really, that's a good question that I keep asking myself a few times why I never really hated or had resentment before. Throughout the year, like growing up, I did had it, but I always it always felt wrong. Yeah. And just recently, I started sharing a lot in my social media about love. Just shower everything and everyone with love. Yeah. Seriously. And it, it could be hard because sometimes people like, you know, like they do things that you're like, mm-hmm. but then you can't change everyone. Right. You have to accept people for who they are. Maybe you don't need to have them around or, or close to you. You just need to accept who they are, right? Yeah. It's not your, our job to be changing everyone. And just literally love. Again, love. I wrote something because I realized growing up, I used to think love is everything. I also was always one like money and stuff, right? Or good things. But I really had a deep, deep, like a big part of me that it was like, love can be everything. And there's this phrase that people say, you're not going to live with love, right? And there was a time that I actually thought, I think I can, I can live with love because love is beautiful. And then I went back into, you know, from being around people and like their thoughts. And, and I was like, no, you can't live with love. Like, you know, like um, I, I thought I was wrong. And then I was like, maybe it's the other way. But then I came to the conclusion that honestly, love is everything if you do everything with true love true love people's gonna feel it and it's just it's just gonna show in the world and it's gonna come back to you so really love is everything that's so beautiful we have some great quotes coming out of this Uh, have you read anything by marianne williamson no it sounds familiar though she is very yeah, she's all about the whole love thing. And she has a book called A Return to Love, where she says exactly what you just said, basically, which is um, there's love and there's fear. And you can either have your fear-based emotions towards people and situations, or you can lead with love. And um, it's so much better to lead with love because like you said, we can't change someone else if they're leading with fear in their lives that's their thing and so you know we just put the love out there so I think that is so beautiful you should read that I think you'd like it (laughs) oh I'm going to maybe someone talk about it because it sounds really familiar Miriam Miriam Uh, Marianne Williamson Marianne Williamson okay yeah love is everything (laughs) it's everything yes so when you do encounter someone that's like driving you insane, how do you lead with love? What do you do there? <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Well, it's hard because obviously we're humans and yeah. you have these emotions, right? Mm -hmm. You have, I mean, we have to accept it. One thing that I learned from my healing process and havening, havening is a, a touching technique, mm. okay, that um, helps with trauma. Okay. It, it kind of decreases, it decreases the stress or even clears it up, right? It's a, a new modality, like people calling it right now. Um, so it, it works with touch. And uh, there's three points in your body where you do, you rub yourself, like your arms, your hands, your face, and it, it generates delta waves. Okay. When we generate delta waves, it's like the state that we are before we go to sleep. Mm. So you're in a relaxed state, right? And uh, what we do with that is that it's almost like decoding, right? We take you to not fully take you to the situation of the trauma, but then we take you there and, and then we start decoding everything mm -hmm. per se, right? Some strange thing decoding, but like, for example, one of the techniques is I distract you and then we start talking about something that really makes you happy. So you, you kind of thought about the situation that is triggering you or that trauma. And then I start distracting you right away. We start doing heavy means creating delta waves, generating, and then we start thinking about good thoughts. So it's kind of like when you're in that state of, re of like relaxation, that state, you can decode, you can start placing new feelings. So that trauma is always going to be there, but then we're going to replace those feelings for better feelings. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the quickest way I can put it out there, but it's like I can go on and on with this. But one of the techniques from heavening is called um, transpirational heavening. So when you do transpirational heavening, is that we we have these feelings, right? Something's bothering you. You have these feelings, and as humans, sometimes we don't want to we don't want to acknowledge those feelings, right? Yeah. Like I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you're mad inside, right? And then you like kind of block it and you're like, I'm fine. And you want to go into your day, right? Or you just, or you even say like, either that or you go like, I'm really mad. And then you go into like a really range, you know? So what we do is like, we do have any, and then you, we start acknowledging those feelings. I'm mad. I'm mad. You know? I'm angry. Mm -hmm. I am disappointed. And then when you start doing that, all these feelings that you just build up from that situation, they start coming up. And then you start letting them out. I call it my way to explain it. It's like we honor those feelings. Yeah. You honor those feelings. You're acknowledging that you have those feelings. So then you kind of hear yourself. You listen to yourself and you let them out. And then sometimes instant they're out and you're like I'm okay actually yeah I'm good because you already honored them you right. acknowledge you have this feeling so heavenly helped me a lot to really honor my feelings so if something bothers me I think about it and I'm like I'm mad like I don't think that's right so I just 
either talk to myself or like I did whatever and I'm really think about it and I'm like this really makes me mad like it's, I'm angry right and then like when I started releasing all these feelings then I start coming down and then you start thinking better and you're like okay how am I gonna handle this right and lately the only way I handle it is like obviously if it's something that I have to do you have to do you can just say I love you and that's it right no if you if I have to do something about it, I just do something about it. I think about the solution, and after that, I said I love you. Yeah. Sorry if I have to say sorry, but there's something that bothers you. Sorry, and I love you, right? And if that person keeps telling me like, but this and this and this and you and this, I'm sorry you feel that way. I love you. This is gonna pass, mm -hmm. and things are gonna get better. I love you. That's it. Because there's no other way you can just keep fighting with that person. You know what I mean? So I, that's what's been helping me, actually, to really acknowledge my feelings, honoring my feelings, and respect that from me. And then I calm myself down, and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to react with love. Yes. Yeah, I believe that, um, I don't know who said this, but that you can move through a negative emotion in as least as 90 seconds, like as small as 90 seconds, just by doing something like that. And it's so important because like you said, you have to honor them. You can't just like ignore that that's there or it'll fester and fester. And then you won't be able to put the love out there. Um, so I love that so much. I love, I'm going to have to look up that process you were talking about too. Havening. Havening? Mm-hmm. Okay. Haven. Like that, like, yeah, like having, like having. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look for it. It's amazing. Amazing technique. I'm actually taking, I finished the training. So the next step is get to get certified. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get certified. And it's, it's an amazing technique. Yeah. Yes. You'll have to talk about it on your podcast as well at some point. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of your podcast, um, I want to just bump to up to the future now a little bit where we are <laughs> at here. So you have this podcast, you have this community. Um, so what's next? What do you want to do next with this? So, okay. So right now I, I've been, <laughs> I've been away from my podcast a little bit. I know. Um, because I started in Clubhouse, which I'm sure a lot of people know about Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. It's grown so much. And for the people that doesn't know, it's an app that is going to go public very soon. Right now, it's still exclusive. You can only get there with invites. But there's a lot of people on there. Um, it's only by voice. It's like, having, it's like a podcast, but then with a lot of people in your podcast, yeah. you can let them you have this conversation with like a hundred people, right? So I started in there um, and obviously they tell you open room so then you can start sharing what you know. Or So I started, I, I opened a room there for trauma. So it's been growing so much. And, um, and then the community has been growing a lot too. So now we're thinking this, this, this room, I have amazing people on my side now that I want to be part of this group as well. Mm -hmm. And it's called Let Go and Heal from Trauma. Mm -hmm. So it's growing so much. So I've been spending a lot of time in it. And we're starting to think about bringing more value to the room and eventually taking it to the next level where I'm going to have 
coaches and therapists there, which okay. I'm going to start also sharing it with my podcast as well. So it's growing that community. So eventually, I, that's my focus, to keep growing that community and serve victims. Eventually, also, I want to do um, a, a book. My book, a lot of people tell me, you yes. need to write a book. So I want to do that as well. And I uh, also want to get really, really deep into havening and show more to everyone. And uh, yeah, to so just keep growing my community or this community for, for victims. Eventually, I, I, honestly, my dream is just to be all over the world. I want to reach every part of the world with this community and everyone breaking the silence. And there's so many people out there that are doing the same. And if we all get together and if we all do it, it's going to get, you know, bigger and better and just keep growing the community. I need to go back to my podcast to keep making podcasts. But what I noticed from, um, I noticed that a lot of people get intimidated by talking about their sexual abuse experience. Mm -hmm. So I was having a little hard time finding um, victims that could want to share their story. Yeah. And uh, mostly on Instagram and Facebook people they don't they, they just don't want to do it and so when I started on this in this uh clubhouse I something about the way it's 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 done of because of the app that it's just voice mm. they just feel so comfortable just opening and then we have people that share the, the stories about everything from sexual abuse to anything you can think of so yeah I mean now I'm kind of balancing from having the room uh, let go and heal from trauma, which is general trauma, and to take care of just the, the breaking the silence for sexual abuse, or uh, that's what I'm working on with, I have, yeah, like I said, I have now this community where now we're thinking about what's next, mm -hmm. or either joining both together, so yeah, that's something that I'm thinking about, because healing, um, healing from trauma in Clubhouse is growing, so yeah. You know, when you have so many things at once, yeah. no, I have to, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person that can only do one, I can only focus on one thing. If I have too many things, I, I, I lack, I don't, I don't pay attention to all of them the same way. No, no, no. So I really, I'm, now I'm thinking about the next step. So yeah. this is coming really soon and I'm going to be announcing on my podcast and my YouTube channel what's next for this whole breaking the silence and healing from trauma. Oh, amazing. You have some exciting things coming up. If yeah. so I'll just say for the listeners, if you're on Clubhouse, where can they find you? Can they just search that room name? Yes, they can share, uh, they can search for Carla Isaac and then you guys they, they will see um uh actually they will get notified for let go heal from from trauma. I'm still waiting for my uh confirmation for my club because okay. when you have your club then you can look for the club name. But yeah, if cool. they just look for my name, they see all the information there. And then I always put it on the calendar, let go and sell from summer. Perfect. We'll put that in the show notes for this too, for anyone if they yes. want to look there. Um, but I want to be respectful of your time. So I just want to ask one more question before I get into my final questions here. Yep. Um, and that is uh, for people who have gone through any sort of trauma that are having a tough time. Um, figuring out where to start in their healing process or what to do first or where to go, what advice would you give them just to, you know, begin that process for themselves? 
one thing that I can tell them or tell you if you're listening, go. We always have the one person, the one person that always listens to us that you feel comfortable with. Go with that person. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you don't have anyone, anyone, find a church, find, um, there's also um, lines, there's also a number, like a, it's like almost like the 911 number that where you see people, uh, Samaritans, um, where they listen to you. Mm-hmm. I feel, what I, what I believe is that if you talk about it, that's the step. Mm-hmm. You need to talk about it. Don't hold it in. Talk about it. With you, I'm sure you have that one person that you trust that it makes you feel better. And if you don't, I keep forgetting, but um, it's on my Facebook. My phone number is there. I even tell everyone, text me, call me, because we all need one person to listen to us. We always need that one person. We have to talk it out to someone that will care and show us love. So that will be the first step, to really get it out. And after that, it just feels like, hmm, mm-hmm. okay. You, you see the difference. You, you can feel it. You feel open. And then from there, you just start seeing more clear. And you can hear clearly. So talking to someone. Yeah, and I'll find that hotline number, too, and put it in the show notes for people yes. as well. Yes, uh, Thank you for that. So we just have a couple wrap up questions that I like to ask everyone who will be a guest on this podcast. Um, so first of all, can you just let us know what things you're consuming right now? Um, like TV, books, podcasts, movies, whatever. So the latest thing I've been listening to is um, Ed Milet. I love Ed Milet. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Oh, wow. He had, yeah. I just, there's one podcast that is, oh my God, I forgot the one. It's only one podcast, one, I mean, one episode that um, I've been listening to. And I listen to it every single day. The same one. I haven't gone to all the podcasts. It's the same one. (laughs) There's so many information. I will tell you so you can put it on the description for everyone that wants to know. I seriously, it's been a month and I keep listening to the same episode oh because God. every time I listen, I listen to that episode, something clicks. Yeah. Something clicks. So, at my lead. Uh, I love to hear Simon Sinek. What Simon Sinek. Simon okay. Sinek. Okay. Yeah. I love to, to hear. Um, he has a talk, uh, TED Talk. You know, he's really famous. So, he has one talk about leadership. He's spot on on that leadership. Wow. Yeah, I also like to listen to Dr. Demartini. Dr. Demartini is amazing. And I would recommend everyone to read or listen to The Values Factor. The Values Factor changed everything in me too. It put me into another level. Because I didn't know my values. And it's important to know our values. And it's very common that a lot of people really doesn't even know what value or that they don't have an idea what, and I was, that was me. I was yeah. like, what are my values? I didn't even know. So I've read that book like five times 
Okay. And after yeah, the last one clicked. I was like, okay, now I get it. So the value factor. Definitely put that on my to read ASAP list. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So that one, yeah. Those are that's it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, seriously. If people aren't listening to Ed Milet, you gotta listen to Ed Milet. Definitely share that episode because I want to know if I've heard it yet or not. <laughs> but, um, yes, that's Thank you for sharing. Um, and my second question is, so discovering sparks, what it means to me and the reason I created it is because we all have these, I noticed that we all have these little things that just give us a little jolt of happiness, a little spark of joy, as Marie Kondo says. So um, I noticed that mine was like a sunny day, seeing the sun outside the window or like seeing a yellow flower. And I thought when I'm really down, these sparks, I need to find more of these. I need to discover more of these. So when I'm feeling low, I can input them into my life. Um, So I'm just wondering if you have any, like what your little sparks are that you like to add to your day to make it a little better. For sure. Something that I would recommend everyone, make your own playlist. The music that will like put you on this dancing mode and um, feel grateful. I have a playlist for different times of my morning. Mm. Like right when I open my eyes, I have a playlist. It's very, you know, like very low, calm, uh, maybe just music, right? To wake up. And then I have a, a song that uh, it's about God and uh, it calls, it's, uh, what's it called? Um, Oceans. Mm. Oceans. Um, it's, it's beautiful. And it just puts me into this grateful, like I feel grateful at that moment. And then I pray and I, it just puts me into this state of being grateful. And I start, also another thing is like when I'm still in bed, I look around, I look around and this is something that I've been doing for the last year or two. And I start either in my mind or aloud, I, I mention or I say five things that I'm grateful for in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then just by the fact of you saying, I'm grateful for this bed. Yeah. I'm grateful for this pillow. And then I'm grateful for another day. Like I just woke up yeah. and I'm healthy and I'm going to be able to get up and walk. How many people doesn't have that privilege? Mm-hmm. All of that just puts me into another state. Like, oh my God, I'm so grateful. And uh, after that, when I get up and I go brush my teeth, I have another playlist and I start being more active. And um, and then I listen to something inspirational, either in my lead or something that I, a really short one that it just gives me those words, uh, that vibration. And then after that, I put my favorite music to dance, and I just start dancing. Dancing is it just changed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I started incom- incorporating dancing more often in my life, and it just changed everything. So that playlist being grateful really say things that you're grateful for and do your favorite thing after that like i just mm-hmm. i work out but also if i don't feel like work at, working out i don't beat myself up for that i live by the beach so i go to the beach but mm-hmm. if i don't have the beach maybe i go for a nice walk whatever you know to my favorite place so yeah. Yeah. i <laughs> love that i need to do more music and music is so powerful for getting yes. you in the right mood and 
dancing too. I always say everyone should move their body for 30 minutes a day, even if you're just dancing. (laughs) Yes, yes, it changed everything. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. Um, So my final question is, if you could just give a couple sentence pep talk to someone who has a dream, something that they want to um, get started, and what would you say to them to get them rolling? Don't let anyone tell you it's not possible. You are love, you are value, and the world needs you. So beautiful. (laughs) I'm ready to get going now. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, Before we close, could you just tell us where people can find you? Yes. Uh, Facebook, you can find me by Carla Isaac. Instagram, you can find me by I am breaking the silence. And my personal, I am Carla Isaac. And on Clubhouse, Carla Isaac. I'm just trying to make it simple. I love <laughs> Carla it. Isaac or I am breaking the silence. Perfect. <laughs> and then soon, my website too. So I'm working on that one. I was blogging mm-hmm. on my website, but it's coming up soon. <laughs> Exciting. Yes, everyone stay tuned for that announcement, which I'm sure will be, you'll put up on social media as well when that's up yes yes yeah. perfect well thank, thank you, you for so having me for it was so nice i loved it yes i can't thank wait you. everyone feel free please go follow carla and listen to her podcast and join her on clubhouse um and thank you so much again oh my gosh how amazing was that podcast with carla She is such an inspiration with her um, incredible story of strength and resilience and self-love, like how amazing um, her self-love journey. I cannot wait to put some of her principles into practice that she taught us today. Um, Just to sum up a little bit, I'm going to post all of this in the show notes, but she brought up some great resources for us. The practice of havening in order to help deal with trauma, negative emotions, She talked about Ed Milet, and I'll post the episode she referenced as well. Um, She talked about Dr. Demartini, who wrote the book The Values Factor, The Secret for Creating an Inspired and Fulfilling Life, and so many other amazing things that we can take out of this and put into practice for ourselves. Oh, and also, don't forget, dancing um, and the power of music. So I hope you got all that and more out of this podcast today. And thank you so much for tuning in. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Um, And I would absolutely love if you would download this episode as well. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.